and welcome to Prickly Politics. This is WFUV's podcast on New York City and state politics. I'm your host, Julia Agos, and today we're doing an insider's guide into the 2020 legislative session. We wanted to do a looking forward episode for you guys to wrap up this 2019 season. I've got Natalie Migliori back on the show with us. She's co-hosting again. Natalie, thanks for coming on. Glad to be here to wrap it all up, Julia. Thanks for having me. We'll also have Jeff Colton on the show a bit later. He's a City Hall reporter at City and State, and he is also a WFUV alum. He's going to help us break down what to expect at the city level. But first, let's talk about what we can expect in Albany as a way to sort of break down what the 2019 session held in store and how we're going to move forward and look ahead in the next session. Right. So looking at Albany, we've been talking about the blue wave from the 2018 midterm elections that gave Democrats control of all three branches of the state government. So because of that, they were able to accomplish a lot in 2019, from housing reform to criminal justice to a bunch of other issues. But New York still has a few issues they're trying to massage out and pass. And by a few, we mean more than 20. Lawmakers have talked about over 20 issues that they want to get done in 2020. But some things we're expecting the 2020 session to tackle might not come as a surprise. It could actually be considered a highlight reel of the year. And since it's the holiday season, there's no better time to start wrapping up the year and laying out the next one. New York State will definitely be looking at, drumroll please, legalizing recreational marijuana. You may remember last year, it seemed like lawmakers were in agreement on legalization, but they couldn't agree on where the money should go. So in 2020, that's what they're going to be looking at. Right. And officials have been working on legalizing marijuana for more than a year now, and it was on the top of the governor's agenda in 2019. The city and state already decriminalized weed, which minimized penalties for people carrying small amounts of pot, and many convictions are being expunged. Being a more progressive state, New Yorkers could be seeing marijuana legalization within this next session. Yep. And switching gears a little bit, decisions need to be made when it comes to congestion pricing. The state's trying to find a way to reduce traffic and pollution in the city. So beginning in 2021, cars in Midtown and downtown Manhattan will be charged a fine upon entry. We know congestion pricing is going to happen. They agreed on it last year. The issue is how. There are still some questions about who should be exempt from the policy, like police officers and motorcyclists. People in Queens and Staten Island also want a discount on the fine. The MTA is ultimately in charge of drawing up these plans. But according to a New York Times article from back in April, the governor and the MTA have different visions uh, for this plan. They're going to have to work in tandem in 2020 to get the best result. And then we'll see the policies implemented in 2021. So on the environmental front, New York is heading up some aggressive actions. The state passed the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act. The goal is to get net zero emissions by the year 2050. 2020 is going to be about moving the economy away from greenhouse gases, which is going to mean that renewable energy becomes a major player. And all of this will be under the shadow of the state's $6 billion budget deficit. Rising Medicaid costs account for over half of that deficit. And so lawmakers are faced with the dilemma of either making cuts or raising more money. 
Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty says people don't want their health care cut. And so lawmakers are going to have to figure out another way to fill that hole. And it's no surprise that the most popular idea seems to be raising taxes. Hasty says, quote, it's going to be a tough budget year unless money's going to start falling from the sky. Lawmakers promise that if they raise taxes, it'll just be for the ultra wealthy. But middle class New Yorkers worry it'll affect them, too. Governor Cuomo is going to release his 2020 budget plan in January. So that's something to look towards. So now it seems like what we're watching at the state level is marijuana, congestion pricing, some environmental policies. And but most it seems like the big thing is going to be the budget. You can't get a lot done without ha- without figuring out the budget first. Without some chump change chump in your change. wallet. <laughs> yeah. But there's also a lot of stuff happening at the city level. And we talked to city and state reporter Jeff Colton about what he thinks the biggest issues are going to be in 2020 and how the 2021 races are going to be affecting the agenda next year. Jeff, thank you for coming on Prickly Politics. We wanted to have a conversation with you about what is um, coming up in 2020 in New York City. So so much good stuff is coming up in 2020. <laughs> well, so I guess that's kind of our first question is what do you think is going to dominate the headlines in 2020 as far as New York City legislation goes? Well, when you're looking at the city council and Mayor Bill de Blasio, the biggest topic right now is the paid personal time legislation. That is a bill that has been out there for a while that would require basically any business to give their employees uh, at least two weeks of paid time off throughout the year. And de Blasio really signed on to this at the beginning of 2019. He uh, said this was going to be his big effort Uh, when he was running for president. He was all about paid personal time. Uh, And yet the bill never moved. Uh, The city council never really took it up and uh, it never passed. And this has been somewhat of an embarrassment for de Blasio as, you know, this was his big legislative push for 2019. Uh, but nothing happened with it. So 2020, that fight will continue. Uh, And the reason it hasn't moved, I should note, is because uh, City Council Speaker Corey Johnson is kind of hesitant about it. There's been a lot of pushback from the city's business community uh, that don't want, uh, you know, more mandates. They don't want to have to give their employees two two weeks off. So definitely going to be keeping an eye on paid personal time. Yeah, and so almost 70% of the city council members are term limited in 2021. How do you think that's going to affect the agenda? Oh, man, that is going to be such a big part of it. We're going to see a lot of electoral tension, basically. Uh, I mean, first of all, at the top of the city council, City Council Speaker Corey Johnson is running for mayor in 2021. So every single move he makes is going to be heavily scrutinized. And, uh, you know, Johnson is really going to be focused on boosting his own resume as he as he looks to run for mayor. So uh, some of his big issues have been transportation and safe streets. He's probably going to continue pushing legislation to, uh, you know, further... Uh, make New York uh, better for pedestrians and bike riders and uh, oriented away from, as he calls it, car culture. 
So Corey Johnson at the top, but beneath that, there's there's a uh, a race for a a uh, underground race, I should say, for who's going to be the next speaker starting in 2022. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a full two years away, but trust me, that race is very much happening behind the scenes. Uh, you have candidates like Justin Brandon from Brooklyn, Carlina Rivera from Manhattan, Keith Powers from Manhattan, and Alika Ampri Samuel from Brooklyn. Those are kind of the uh, I'd say the top candidates, but you know, still a lot could change. Uh, but those four especially are also really going to be looking to build alliances within the city council, push legislation, make names for themselves in the same way that Corey Johnson was making a name for himself uh, years ago before he became speaker. Uh, And beyond those races, there's also Brooklyn Borough President, Queens Borough President, uh, all these races uh, that will really cause uh, certain council members to be running against each other and uh, basically competing for attention. So you mentioned Corey Johnson earlier uh, is running for mayor, um, and there are a no- number of other key New York City players that have tossed their name um, into the ring. How do you think the you know the shaping of the mayoral election will affect um, the political agenda of 2020? Oh sure, they we're going to see uh, you know all, all the main candidates are going to be. Uh, trying to bolster their names and get more attention in 2020 uh, before the race for mayor really begins in earnest. Uh, Well, the the race for mayor will really begin in earnest right after the president is chosen in November 2020. Then all the attention is going to immediately shift to the mayor's race. Trust me on this one. So like I said, Corey Johnson is really going to be pushing legislation in the council. Uh, we have New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer. He has a citywide, uh, you know, bully pulpit as Comptroller, and he's certainly going to be criticizing the mayor and putting out reports uh, as he does as a way to gain attention. Uh, we have Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams and Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz Jr., who are both running for mayor, and uh, you know they have a smaller uh, microphone as borough presidents. But uh, those two are real hustlers. You know, they are going to be uh, going around the city, appearing at public events. Uh, Coming up this weekend, we have uh, Eric Adams doing a a big public event, uh, a sleep out for the homeless. Uh, I think uh, the actor Will Smith is going to be there. You know, just just these big publicity grabbing events. So keep your eye on those. And of course, borough presidents can uh, introduce legislation in the city council. So I would expect to see... Adams and Diaz also both uh, pushing legislation uh, in the council and trying to get some legislative wins in the year 2020. You know, aside from uh, potential uh, city council members running against each other, vying for speaker seats, uh, things of that nature, do members of the city council seem to be on the same page when it comes to what issues they do want to tackle in the 2020 uh, session? That is a great question. Uh, the council has been quite unified under Corey Johnson. He has done a uh, good job of, of building loyalty among all of his members, even the ones that uh, are, are less progressive and don't agree with him uh, on as much politically. That said, there is a real point of tension coming up in 2020, and that is the fact that city council staffers are uh, trying to unionize. They're trying to join... Uh, create a labor union among the political staffers of of the council, and that's really causing some tension. 
you know, some of the council members are fully supportive. Um, unions have a lot of power in the council. Uh, and so, you know, of course, they, you know, many members say, oh, of course, you know, unionization is great. Let's support our workers who uh, want to have collective bargaining. But uh, other members have been have been openly uh, disdainful of of such a drive, saying, you know, they shouldn't be unionized. This isn't the type of uh, work that uh, you know would benefit from such a thing. So uh, there's there's potential for for real cracks among the members. Uh, that said, I think the union drive will only create uh, better feelings among among the staffers. Uh, they'll probably have uh, more of a uh, a closer relationship than than they do now. So that's definitely a storyline to watch uh, in city government in 2020. All right, Jeff, thanks so much for uh, coming on the podcast and uh, sharing your insight with us. Absolutely. I love WFUV and it's always good to be back. Right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. So the takeaway here is we can't underestimate the elections Jeff's been talking about. They'll affect what's going to be focused on and passed and New York's progression. They may seem far away, but they're closer than we think. So pay attention to what officials are doing, both on city and state level, because those seats are going to open up very soon. 2021 isn't just bringing a city council election, but borough presidents and mayor. And all these elections coming up in 2021 are going to affect the agenda of 2020 because politicians are gearing up for their campaigns, getting ready to show the people what they've accomplished. So that's our show and that's our season. And from everyone here at WFUV, we want to thank you for listening and following along with us. We have a couple ideas up our sleeves for next season, um, and we hope you will join us again. Follow our Twitter account for updates as they come out. And if you have any ideas, tweet at us for what you want to hear for from Prickly Politics Season 5. I want to thank everyone that contributed to this season, Natalie Migliori, Andrew Millman, Elliot Chaparelli, Maddie Bristow, and our editors, George Bodarki and Robin Shannon. I want to wish you all a happy holidays, and we will see you back in 2020. Thanks for listening.